It's a heck of a show today. I've got to be honest with you. It really is. I'm not patting myself on the back. It's nothing to do with me. It's the quality of the guests. I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, a conduit. Is that the right word? You are the star of the show. No, it would no, not no, be no, a no, good no, show no, if no, it wasn't no, for you, no, Russ. I don't go with that. I, I, you know, if you know anything about me, you know I don't think like that. Ollie Lester, who uh, managed to go to Nepal and sit there for 10 hours a day doing... <laughs> It's <laughs> very, very interesting stuff. We're going to come back to you in a second, Ollie, and, sure. and thank you for joining us. And Michael Lefkowitz, um, Director of Communications for Families Need Dads. We were saying just before the break, um, and paying the rent, obviously, uh, that uh, some of these, uh, the way to get, let's see if I've got this right, the way to get legal aid is to say, well, I've, 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 you know, I've been threatened, I've been this, or I've been abused, or I've been assaulted, right? And as long as you sign it, uh, you get the legal aid and then you can go to court and then you're saying and that whole uh, foundation for which you managed to get doesn't even come up in the case it's not even yeah. discussed so uh, a scam is, not a, is a harsh word but we're not a million miles away from it um, and you, you were saying when we were listening to the ads that the um, there's no kind of um, status quo whereby if you're found out that that wasn't so you're not like fined or you know your legal aid's not stopped no or. no i mean the court the family court doesn't see it as its job to try to punish and penalize people if who've done something wrong all they're trying to establish is are you safe for the children to be with and once they've established that actually the the, the allegation was malicious um, and therefore you are safe for the children to visit you, then that's all the court is concerned with. But what it, the, the, the trouble is that when nobody actually takes any action in relation to and there's no repercussions for um, false statements, for perjury in, in making such statements, then, then it creates why? a culture. Well, well, why, why is it? Because you are committing perjury. Mm. You're destroying someone's reputation. Uh, it could presumably have a huge effect on, and I'm a, I'm, I don't like to generalize, I assume majority of cases it's the uh, the, the, the mother or the wife or the ex-partner uh, making the allegation about the man, I, I'm guessing. It I is don't usually, know. it yeah, is okay, usually. Fair enough. So uh, it's very unfair. It is very unfair, and and you know the the balance hasn't been struck correctly. So there is a, you know, you have to have a balance between protecting um, genuine victims and their children, um, and also making sure that you protect the real victims of of false allegations of malicious allegations. Um, and there needs to be an equality of arms in these situations, that you can't have a situation justifiably. It's an unjust situation where the accuser gets the legal support and help, whereas the accused, who may be innocent and actually the real victim, is having to fend for themselves, having never been in a courtroom in their life. Mm. Suddenly they're in front of a judge trying to demonstrate their innocence and prove their innocence as opposed to somebody having to demonstrate their guilt. So it's a it's a frightful, frightful situation for pe people now, to be in. Without you know? putting and very and very stressful, obviously, huge, hugely mm. stressful, which could lead to appalling and dramatic effects. Now, without putting words into your mouth, let me just put this. Uh, let me kind of go around the edges of it. When we when they introduce no win no fee, all of this nonsense. The amount of cases, especially with traffic, and I was a victim of this. I, I use the word victim because it was three years to get rid of this idiot and a full day in court with barristers and everything. The whole thing was completely spurious and it was thrown out after three years and a full day in court. Um, 
we, we saw all this. People just think, well, I've got nothing to lose and I might get some, some you know, I'm going to get some money at the end of this. And the lawyers who were completely culpable of bringing in this sort of, uh, this sort of thing, which I've always found disgraceful, no win, no fee, um, especially when it's used to that, that degree. Is that sneaking into the very, very mucky and very emotional area of divorce and child custody cases? I wouldn't want to say that all lawyers are doing this kind of thing. No, we're not saying all. But there is certainly evidence to suggest that there are law firms that are exploiting the current system to try to, to ensure that they can get themselves fees and their clients' legal support when there's spurious or no real evidence base for that happening. And and the evidence we have for that is that um, we did, um, one of our volunteers did a massive analysis of freedom of access information requests about the number of non-molestation orders, these injunctive orders that are a route to legal aid and how, how often those were being applied for in different parts of the country and, and what happened since the change in the legislation. And what we found that, for example, in the West Midlands, there's been more than a doubling in the number of those applications. Now, our very clever volunteer then sought even further freedom of access information requests where he got information about individual law firms that were making these applications and mm-hmm. found that the huge rise in the Midlands in particular, but there are other parts of the country too, was being driven by just a very small number of legal practices. So we know it's happening and we know that the system is being gamed, a term that actually the former president of the family division, Sir James Munby, had actually said on the record that we know that the system is being gamed. And that is so. So there is knowledge of this, but there is not sufficient action about it. So it, it is a major, major problem. Um, that that you know, imagine yourself in a scenario where where you're you're, you're suddenly you've got a piece of paper come through your door saying that um, somebody's made an allegation against you. You're not allowed to see your children. You're not allowed to go near their home. And if you're completely innocent of that, and then you've got a hearing, you don't know what's happening, you don't have a lawyer, and they have a lawyer who will be able to articulate that on their behalf, um, and and that they are funded and supported. So, because they're so not interested in the truth. What they're interested in is the revenue and the bottom line and making their, making their bonuses, putting it crudely. One of the things I like to do here, and we try and bring in, is three top tips. Uh, and the reason we, we do that is because you all, all, all our guests uh, come from such different walks of life and have different areas of expertise. And we find that, you know, the top tips can be very, very helpful. So, Ollie, I'm going to give you, Michael, some time to think. Ollie, um, and it might be a bit easier for you, especially because of what you do and everything. What would be your top tips? One for me that I practice is getting outside early in the morning regardless of the weather and and be exposed to morning sunlight because what that does is set up your circadian rhythm it wakes you up and it puts you in tune with the sun and then in that case you're then in theory going to be more tired in the evening which you know your your sleep is paramount Uh, and what I've learned you have to prioritize your sleep and one of the ways of waking you up in the morning and making you tired in the evening is morning sunlight but but uh, I'm not being facetious. I mean this genuinely. Yeah. You know, live in London, don't always see the sunlight, yeah. often cloudy. Uh, so I should go outside under the clouds? Yeah. It's, really? It's more, yeah, it, even that is... Rainy? Wakes you up. Yeah, definitely. 
just being outdoors. Are you nodding and... for? You don't do this. No, but he's, he's right. nodding for? He's right. How do you know he's, he's right? right. How, do, how do you, uh, what, you suddenly know? Because well, the circadian rhythm is your sleep cycle, which is governed by the light dark, and that's what your brain responds to being awake and being asleep. So uh-huh. being up in the morning, going outside and getting a bit of sunlight to say, okay, I am awake now. Uh-huh. Then later on in the day when it's dark, your brain will go, no, I'm asleep now. So it yeah. does make sense. He's not like he's what if you've his... got to watch and binge watch like all the episodes of Line of Duty? Well, then that's, until three in the morning. That's an exception yeah. to the rule, and you're. But that's, you yeah. but that's me. That. I suddenly think, oh, I've got to watch that. What I do want to ask is, what about if you have to work at funny hours? Say, for example, you have to get up at like. What, two in the morning to do the BBC, for example. For example, yeah. yeah. So if you've got to get up at two in the morning to do the BBC, kind of what, what's your what's your trick then to get in that little bit of sunlight to kind of help your circadian rhythm? Yeah, that's tricky. It does depend on the individual's lifestyle, but yeah, <laughs> prioritizing sleep, uh, regardless of your work shift, is is essential. Sleep for, is the the most important. Oh, it's thing. like a yeah. perf- performance enhancing drug. And when if, if is we're it? oh, it, it, if you this get is good quality so sleep, much in my life suddenly. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's uh, one thing that's drastically overlooked because it doesn't uh, it doesn't sound very exciting, and it, it's free as well. And you can't train somebody. We can't sell anything to really enhance your sleep although you can get these blue blocking glasses now which i haven't got actually but they if you're watching screens in the evening yeah. the the glasses sort of shield your eyes from this uh, fake light and because the fake light tells your brain it's daylight mm. uh, yes and that'll uh, inhibit your ability to fall asleep and it's one of the they say it's one of the worst things to do isn't it before you go to sleep is to be on your phone or be on your laptop yeah. half an hour before get away yeah nothing like being a writer then when you're writing to schedule Exactly, and you're cramming um, in the yeah, hours. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. I mean, I would never do that, obviously. Right, that's yeah. top tip number one. So, yeah. how many hours sleep. of sleep should we be getting? Uh, seven to nine hours, depending <laughs> on what your your schedules are. And Whoa, I mean, three to four. Well, you know, that's kind of it. Yeah, uh, that's it for me. I'm done. Uh, top tip number two. Number two. I love these, James. I'm, 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 it's good. I, you know, we feel like geniuses at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. In the morning, I would encourage people to leave their phone on airplane mode or turn it off for as long as possible. I try and do the first hour of my day for an hour uh, without switching my phone on. And giving myself the, the time and space to... Ollie, do you know how frustrating it is <laughs> when you have something urgent to say to the producer... Right. And, oh, my phone was off. <laughs> right, you're going to get a circadian rhythm shoved somewhere, mate. Yeah. If I can't get hold of you. I'm not so bad. Howard, Howard, when he... <laughs> Oh, if, how he can't get hold of you <laughs> the feathers on his hat vibrate if he, he no he, th- there's no Howard not getting a hold of you no you gotta get but <laughs> he will no, get a hold of you somehow he, he, but I, I totally agree like you want to sp- you want to throw yourself into your work and get stuff done and then then all this nonsense comes up on your phone but people do need to get a hold of you I don't I don't have many spurious calls it's normally that somebody that, needs to get that's a that's a really really good tip but it's a really really hard tip to it execute is. yeah you know the, and the getting up in the morning, getting some sunlight, anyone can kind of do that. But yeah. it's like you said, switching the phone off, it's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, start small. If you can yeah. do the first 15 minutes, say, uh, whatever works for you, and then you can exercise, get outside, read a bit of uh, uplifting content, read, read a book or, or meditate or breathe or whatever. It's just curating your body and mind into, the, into a positive start rather than into reactive start which is what you would do if oh, you're certainly looking at your phone yeah, immediately yeah. when you're you haven't even got out of bed and your world is sort of shouting at you 
Here's one. It, we do. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's so interesting. Sorry, James, but it's uh, so interesting what you say that the world is shouting at you because we don't have the time to live our lives so often. I, and I really do feel that. And yet when I think, I've just, I'll screw this, and I switch the phone off, and then you get people, I'm trying to get hold of you. Where, where, where? I said, I switched my phone off. What do you mean you switched your phone off? I said, well, I think I didn't go out and shoot someone in the head. All I did was switch my phone off. It's not a capital crime. I just wanted some peace for a minute. I, what, yeah. what about if you kind of switch the TV on in the morning? It's kind of what I do. I wake up and I put the TV on. And I kind of watch like GMTV or something. Oh, poor you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> Mighty my relationship to the news has changed since I've had this experience in Asia because I uh, just don't like watching I won't negative watch news stories. I won't watch it. I don't watch the news, but it's just I won't watch the news, I won't listen to the news. I just I put it, it on in the morning yeah. and I'll be like brushing my teeth and I just have the like, news on and I'm yeah. kind of not really paying attention to it, but it's just sort of there. But obviously that kind of conflicts with the idea of the world because that is like the world just starts shouting at you doesn't yeah, it yeah. You know, I mean, all these things have happened but yeah. it never has anything good to say no exactly so my preferred sort of content in the morning uh, is listening to podcasts and I can again curate the content and curate who I listen to um, and they're always positive uplifting stuff have and you motivation. got consumption today what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, <laughs> TB consumption <laughs> you smoke has nothing, nothing to do with you smoke like a chimney not, not, not at all nothing no. to do with that thank god all. they're not linked because uh, only an idiot would like myself would think there might be a link between you coughing for three hours and smoking like a chimney right I like that idea and I uh, oddly enough I totally agree my, my, Michael when you wake up what's your and, and tell me to shut up you I mean with that, with that's the rule if you don't like the question don't bother to answer it not, it's not Radio 4 for goodness sake so uh, you know I, I've asked you so I want you to answer all that crap so um, do you have a routine when you wake up yes I get up a cup of tea straight away lovely and um and I do watch the news, and I do also plug, I know I shouldn't, I probably, but I plug into my, my computer and see yeah. what's been going on in the world overnight. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm director of communications. How am I supposed to do my job if I don't know what the press are publishing on relevant subjects? So, no, you have, no, so I get I that. Of, you, you know, totally have to do that. You know, the Twitter sphere wakes up. It does wake up. So it, it, it's very difficult. It's a, um, it's a good tip, but it's a hard tip, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Start small. Just mm. give yourself, whether it's five minutes, start with that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can do some pr uh, press-ups or stretching or whatever yeah, you want to do. Ollie, Ollie, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Look at James. Do you think the word press-ups features heavily in, in, in our conversation? You know, you can start small, though. It's just... Well, just getting out of bed, mate. That is, yeah. that is like if I... I wake up, oh, I'm still alive. Okay, we can work. We can build from that. <laughs> tip number three. Go on. What's your tip number three? Yeah, some kind of movement. Whatever that means to you. I'm not saying go to the gym. I'm not saying run for 10Ks. But mm, good, even a simple good, walk around the said, block I or said, I some stretching. Walk the dog. Yeah, I mean... We love walking the dog. Yeah, I love that. exactly. Whatever that means to you. And if you can do it outside, the better. Because you're killing two birds with one stone. Now, you are Mr. Keep Fit. Apart from keeping mentally fit, you are Keep Fit. I've got a big question for you. Because uh, I have twin boys, as I often mention. And one of them is a total gym bunny. has to be in every day. He's really, really serious. And he is built like a WWE wrestler. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, six foot three. And... He says to me, Dad, you're wasting... I said, I'm walking this, like, I'm a Fitbit. I'm not giving that plug, but, it, you know, I can see how far I'm walking. He says, you're wasting your time. I said, what do you mean you're wasting my time? He says, well, you're wasting your time. Because unless you're sweating and your heart's pumping... I said, well, are you telling me that all my walking that I like doing is nonsense? Went, yeah, it's rubbish. Forget it. Boy, uh, the kids, they don't have them. Really, don't even bother. If you're thinking about it, don't even bother them. Wait, just don't. Save yourself a fortune. Buy a Ferrari. <laughs> oh, it's whatever makes you feel good, and walking the dog is brilliant. Thank um, you. Yeah. So I'm not wasting my time. Yeah, exactly. Is that helping me with my health? Yes. It's, Thank it's you. Giving your time 
you know, it, it's prioritising a bit of me time, isn't it? And uh, that, that's well, amazing. Well, also because the dog, need, dog yeah. needs a walk. But I, I enjoy it very much. Yeah. I love it. I like going outside. I like the view. I like wandering around. It's, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's not going to make... I get, where you're, I get where your son is coming oh, from. That's right. Side with him, you kids. The millennials, <laughs> we kids. have to work together. You millennials all stick together. together. Why don't you? Go on, now what? But it's go like, Because uh, I'm fascinated to hear your view. Isn't there something about... I mean, look, I'm, not, I'm not the fittest person in the world, no? that's for sure. Um, definitely not. But okay. isn't there something to do with like you got you know got to get the heart pumping if you really want to like get fit you know what I mean that makes a difference and yeah whether that's you have to sweat hey you James do you want to get the heart pumping read my post every day just <laughs> open the envelopes my heart comes through my mouth it's a brown envelope I'm, yeah. right but Michael. still read our post well uh, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes right Michael you've had mm. time to think Mr Director of Communications so your top three tips can I start with a plug yeah I'd of like course. you no you can and also this is I, I always always encourage all our guests, plug away. Thank I you. I have no problem with that. Well, first of all, if you are finding yourself with difficulties in your relationship, whether you've already moved, left the family home or whether you're still in the family home, come to a Families Need Fathers branch meeting. We have 30 lo local meetings all over the country. The details are on our website, www.fnf.org.uk, which stands for Families Need Fathers. Mm. Under help and support, there's a section about local meetings and go and get some help. You'll get some help in terms of just getting yourself into a better place mentally, and you'll get a steer about some real important do's and don'ts because of much of what goes wrong goes wrong in the very early part of family disputes. And if you can get that on a, to a better footing, you've got a far better chance as the whole, as your, as, as your separation unfolds. So that would be sort of number one. Really Don't try advice. to do it alone. Don't make assumptions about how it's going to work in your favour or not work in your favour. Just because you feel you've got justice on your side doesn't mean you're going to get a quick resolution and you can make a lot of mistakes on the way. So get some help. Um, that's Good the first tip. thing. And if you can't and get it's it done... www, let's see if I've got this right, fnf.org.uk. fnf.org.uk. So that would be, I think, number one. Get that help. Uh, secondly, a couple of sort of real do's and don'ts. Some of the big mistakes that people make, if you receive a message from your ex-partner, you're no longer living together, and it says, don't contact me, don't email me, don't phone me, don't text me, the answer is don't. However much you, you think you might be in the right, you want to see your kids, mm. well, of course you do, and you should be in the right to be able to do that. But if you've been told not to get in touch and you don't, already, you don't still live with the children, and, and the children's mother, then it only takes two texts saying, I want to see the kids at the weekend, and you can have an injunction, a very wow. tough injunction put up against you for harassment. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be back in court trying to defend yourself for a harassment allegation with having done relatively little other than try to see your kids. So That's don't do it. That's ridiculous. Um, oh, my. I'm shocked. It is. It is. It is shocking, isn't it? It is it terrifying. Is absolutely shocking. About I, had no, I literally had. I had. No, thank God for once. Like I say, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, never, that, never that, well, there. that's exactly the point. Nobody does know that how little it takes for somebody to be able to get you so into court. So that's harassment. Can I see the kids on Saturday? Send it twice. I've and said, you're that, I've said And if you've been told I don't want to hear from you, and you have then contacted, you will be done for harassment. So, be very, very careful. If you're in a situation where you've been told that you must, that you, somebody doesn't want to be contacted, then your options are go to a mediator. The mediator can contact them. A lawyer can contact them. Right. 
or you make an application to a family court and then the family court will See, in the human dimension of this, Michael, uh, uh, I don't know where you stand on this, Ollie, but in the human dimension of this, the the, the ex-wife or partner these days can say, don't contact me under any circumstances, and then could, could turn around to the children and say, oh, daddy doesn't want to see you anymore. And daddy, meanwhile, is eating the wallpaper with frustration yeah. and banging his head against the wall because he wants to see his, his kids. And this happens a great deal. About two-thirds of the people who come to us complain about a, what we call alienating behaviour. Yeah. And this is an example of alienating behaviour. When you involve the children directly, either by actively bad-mouthing a, pa- a parent yes, to them horrible. so that they start horrible. to get a negative impression, yes. saying things which are not true to them, or sometimes it can be quite subtle. You know, the children, it might be that they, they're coming to see dad at the weekend. They come, they have a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to mum's and uh, mum says, well, how, did you, how, how was your visit? And they'll say, oh, it was great. We went to the fun fair. We mm. did all these great things. We watched a film. Had chocolate, had ice cream. Yeah, we had chocolate. We went to, you know, whichever yeah, favourite yeah. restaurant of theirs. Yeah, yeah. And, and if mum responds, it could be dad too, but it's usually mum by bursting into tears, crying, being upset. The next thing you know, next time that the child goes to see their dad and they come home and the child doesn't want to see their mum upset and crying. So when they're asked next time, so how was it when you went to dad's? And they'll say, oh, it was boring. Didn't oh, it do was anyth- fine, good. Uh, yeah. yeah, we didn't do anything. In fact, a friend of his phoned him and he spent all day on, you know, he spent three hours on the phone. Actually, he might have taken a call for, for two minutes or five seconds even, said, I'm busy with my kids, call me back. But actually, the child now takes that little memory and takes it back home and says, oh, we didn't, we did nothing. He spent all the time on the phone. So the next thing is that a false belief starts to take over where the parent with care, usually mum, starts to think, oh, that's terrible. My child isn't even having a nice time. But actually, what's happening is that the child is trying to protect their mother from the upset, from the visible upset. So they're actually taking, they're shouldering the burden of protecting their main carer because they've already lost a parent. They don't want to lose a second one. This is so awful, and, and, and I'm not going to do it. Don't panic, James, but Philip Larkin so summed it up, didn't he, with the opening line of his poem. He was spot on. Right, so now that we're all thoroughly depressed, <laughs> I, I'm shocked. I had no, no, mm. I'm absolutely shocked, rigid, by what you've been saying today, Michael. Yeah. I really am. I'm encouraged by you. I know I take the mic, but I've been very <laughs> encouraged by you, and I would try, try to incorporate some stuff, Ollie. But, uh, Michael, you've, uh, you, you've, you've actually shocked us. I always ask, uh, if you haven't had a horrible time, well, would you consider coming back? Would you like to come back? Yeah, and of there's course. much more to talk about. You've got lots more to talk about. You've got I loads know, to, talk got to talk about. Right, right. Your you top three some, tips. You could, you could give some tips to baby people who are kind of at the point of feeling suicidal. But yeah, you're trying to, yeah. Michael, mm. I, I, I've played your game many times before, mm. having been director of communications elsewhere. Don't try and think you're going to get away with it. I want your three top tips. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've given a couple. Uh, I think um, the other one would be don't leave it for too long. In other words, if you, if, you know, try to, try to make progress out of court. That would be a tip. Mm. Try to come to some agreement. If you've still got sufficient communication going on, then write a nice letter. Do something. Keep a copy, but write a nice letter and try to see. What if a world. Try write to, a nice letter, but keep a I copy. Know, I, know, I know. You're absolutely you, you shouldn't right. Have to, but I'm afraid in the business that we're in, yeah. we have learned that actually you've got to keep 
military grade records i'm afraid you've really got to keep records of everything if your kids are with you you're having a great time make a note of what you've done with them what you've done what you've seriously seen. absolutely if you're and what a, sort of if your ex is particularly um, horrible unpleasant really doesn't like you or your new partner or whatever it is and they're going to try and fight you tooth and nail and by the way in these separation cases a, a very large proportion of them happen when either your ex gets a new boyfriend or when you get a new boyfriend or you know that, that's when a lot of the problems tend to start but but when they do you you really do need to keep good records not not necessarily that you're going to I'm yeah. serious mate. I want to mm. I want to drill down just for a sec because mm. time is running away when you say good records what are you keeping a diary are you keeping a Definitely. journal what should people a, do a diary perfect keep a diary of when what's said to whom how the tone of it the words that are being said Jeez. have you been when you when your children are with you god make a note of where you've gone what I hate you've this. done I can't tell you and how much I know I hate that this. sounds really terrible no but, it doesn't sound terrible I just hate the whole thing I mean you know and just, it shouldn't be necessary and it shouldn't be necessary but we have an adversarial family justice system which means that it pits people up against each other and you've got you've got perhaps lawyers on one or both sides who are going to try and put the worst paint the worst it, picture of each other family separation is just from the get go is a messy thing you know, as a child of divorce, I can just tell you that it was never like easy. You know what I mean? There was never an easy interaction between mum and dad. So it's like, you say, and then when you've got these people in their ears saying, oh, you can get more time with the kids if you say this or you do, you know, it just makes it even harder. So it's. Has this been rough for you, James? Just <laughs> joking. I know I, I, I just with you all the time. It's been very, that's our relationship. I tell you what, Has it been hard for you listening to this? It's been very interesting because, you know, I, I always thought I had, coming from divorce was quite bad, but I have a feeling that there's way worse out there because there was no need for diaries. There was no need for military gate evidence. There might have been the odd spat here or there about, oh, you dropped them off a bit late, whatever. But there was no, like, mm. none of this, you know what I mean? So it's, a, it's kind of actually made it a bit easier, I guess. Cause I didn't think, and I suddenly I was sitting here thinking, oh, wait a minute. I don't want to. I don't want to tread on James's uh, emotions here. It's you don't think I think like that, but actually, it's I, made I, it easier. I, I, it's I, I, but don't get me wrong. I mean, about you know, about fifty, sixty percent of people manage to come to solutions without going to family courts. But you've got the forty to fifty percent who mm. do end up in the family justice system. And then, if you haven't got good information, if you've got if you've got good records, then when you're asked to give a statement, it will be credible, authoritative, truthful, and it will, it will have credibility by the detail that's there and the fact that you've got something that you can demonstrate. On the other hand, if you're a bit slapdash about it, the work is going to be, you're going to have your work cut out for you because the other side is possibly going to have a lawyer and they're going to chuck as many things as they can at you. So, you know, so, you know definitely keep good records and 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 yes and, and in, get in the corporate help. world we used to do mm. cyi memos cover your ass memos uh which was way before even before email we used to do that <coughs> send them oh well yes stop that sorry what's the matter with you <laughs> sorry jeez i'm having a word with your mother afterwards um and so we do that so i really i i get that i i was horrified because you're talking mm. about children it's so emotional but i i get it uh right ollie lester Hi. mr mr Keepfit. um <laughs> If people want to get hold of you, how do they do that? Yeah, uh, my website is just ollielester.co.uk and I offer a and free... O double L Y, everybody. That's right. Yeah, and I offer a free uh, sort of 45 minutes or an hour uh, discovery session. Really? That's to, good. To find out how their health is now and why they can't get healthier. Because a lot of chronic diseases today are just lifestyle choices. And what I try and do, yes. slowly and surely, is try and 
yeah, up level and upgrade these little. Are you, are you based? Uh, I'm based in Bournemouth, but my coaching can be done over the phone or Skype. Uh, right. And I'll just plug the UK Health Coaches Association as well, which I am a member. And yeah, hiring a health what, coach. What, what do they do? Yeah, it, like it's, you. It's uh, yeah, bigger. A bigger lot, lot of health coaches there, and it's essentially you're hiring somebody to, um, yeah, like make you an expert in your own health. And it's a shortcut to good health. And rather than suppressing these unhealthy symptoms with taking a lot of pills for a long time, hmm. um, it's steering a ship in a <laughs> you, healthier you, direction. You've got cameras in my house or something. What's going on? Because <laughs> I, I don't like the way you know everything that I'm uh, doing. What a day we have had today. My thanks to Ollie Lester. Ollie. Yeah, too good looking and getting on my nerves, quite frankly. <laughs> Please, you're going. Uh, Michael Lefkowitz. Yeah? Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. And that's my singular pleasure, Director of Communications for Families Need Fathers. It's been eye-opening listening to you. And Dan Reinstein, who was uh, just amazing for his eyes. And just, Justin Stoneman as well. Do I have time to give our helpline number? <sighs> oh, go on. Very quickly. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> 0300-0300-363. Thank you as ever to James rocking the desk and to James's mum for just being James's mum and providing the comedy over. and falling over with great uh, comic timing. I'm Russ Kane. Until we're together again, have fun. Mm-hmm.